welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us know what the word banter means, and the other two are just along for the ride. I'm Aaron here with Jabe. <laughs> and Kirk. Yo. And we are all three recovering from bullpen implosion watch. What just happened? And hangovers, recovering from hangovers too, by the way. It's all it's all connected, right? Uh, yeah, because your pitching staff makes you take shots of tequila that you don't want to do. I poured the whiskey open last night. Didn't plan on it. I had two glasses, and halfway through the second one, I was like, I don't think I needed this because I knew this was expected. So I think I used it as an excuse. But in the end, I still won because I got whiskey drunk and had baseball on. So it's fine. However, our bullpen is a little sketchy right now. Dude, even today, when you score 10 runs, and I think at one point, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure it's like 10 to 4, 10 to 5 at one point, and you still can't be comfortable. And Jairo Diaz and the, the bullpen proved again that you can't be comfortable. Uh, get the bases loaded, walk two runs in, then you have to bring in somebody to get a one-pitch one save which is great but at the same time it's just like do i need 20 runs before i feel okay with where we're at if that's the situation <laughs> i don't know if i can if my heart can handle watching rockies baseball yeah it's been pretty rough uh it just seems like we can't get string anything together it's like one part of the lineup can hit the other part can't at least with the first two games it's a crapshoot, so it's, it almost seems like 10 to 6 is going to be like a normal score for us to be able to win, and I think it comes down to like I, Oberg being out for the year possibly is just such a huge blow. Like how nice would it be to have him in the bullpen right now? Oberg's uh, ominous post this weekend do we have any idea what's going on with that? I did some some research, and my research turned up no results. Can you can you tell us what the post was? So he, he did a black and white picture of his locker and gave this really sweet, heartfelt poem written by somebody else. I had no idea what the poem was saying because I am not a scholar. I'm just here, like here for the ride. And I had no idea what he's saying. And so I didn't know if, like, hey, my blood clots are too bad, surgery is not going well, I've got to say no to the season. Then I guess he updated that Instagram post and said, I will be back at the end of it. I don't know if that was just an edit by a hack online that got me and that got got or what, but I did some research, Tom Harding, that dude, he wrote an article uh, explaining the Oberg situation and basically Oberg is saying, I'm getting another opinion and another opinion and I just don't know where I'm at right now. And it makes me, makes me worry. It makes me sad and wor worry just for as a human being. Yeah. So, I mean, clearly like we're not going to count on him pitching this season, which is totally fine. We don't necessarily care that care about that, but uh, yeah, let's hope it doesn't extend past this, but you can't read too much into it. I mean, it you is you have to, right? It's a black and white Instagram post in the middle of a weekend series that the Rockies are on a four four game skid out of five. You've got to yeah, worry but, about it. No, but I mean, think about it. The dude's probably pretty sad that he can't be with his teammates during this 
COVID season that we're having. He's just – he's probably just upset that he can't play ball right now or this summer. And I would feel the same way. I would probably do some dark shit too because I just want to play some ball. I get that. Yeah, he's probably he's probably just feeling really down right now, and he knows that he could really help this team a lot right now. So it's sad. I hope he can – come back eventually it sounds like he's gonna do whatever he can to do that at some point but it just it just sucks for him yeah let's just give him some positive vibes and hope that uh he can bounce back from whatever it is and get some other opinions and we'll just go from there but i mean we can't just guess as as what that might mean you know past this season anyway yeah right exactly but it's something that has to be on our radar, right? Like, our bullpen's imploding. Our number one dude is out. We we're hoping for him to come back. He's he's going to every single park in Denver, which is really cool. He's just posting on Instagram stories. Like, every morning, I swear, he's just out running for a dog, probably with this cute little dog that he doesn't share with us. So, but, dude is bored. Dude's super <laughs> bored is what's happening. And it's not even just COVID's fault. It's just – it's rehab and it's blood clots. And, again – Get well soon, Oberg. We hope to see you on the field. If not, just just being a good, solid human. Right get after this, all this, get this, get this man a Netflix password ASAP. I have Kirk to Scott. Just reach out. I got you. But so who's so who's our dude? So Bud Black came out today and said we are not identifying having a one name starter, which freaks me out. As a winning team, you need a – not a starter. Closer. A closer. A closer. Like, as a winning team, like, to win games, you need a closer identified and named, and, like, that's your go-to. Do you, though? Have I that. mean, pl- plenty, of, plenty of teams do a closer-by-committee situation. Now, now, as I'm saying that out loud, I can't think of too many winning teams that do that, but <laughs> lots of teams do that, so – I don't know, man. It's the thin air of Colorado. Like, um, nobody is super effective at this point, so you got to roll with it. Jairo looked like he was going to slam the door, then all of a sudden he couldn't. And then Estevez came in and threw one pitch and sealed the deal. But it's just like, I don't know what to expect. And it's too bad that, like, these high hopes from – early on in the season, we're like, oh, yeah, pitching is awesome again. This is 2007. We're ready to go. Buckle in. Uh, clearly, we can say goodbye to that, right? Well, I, th- I think at this point you got to go with Almonte. He, he just kind of gives me that, like, confident feeling, and that's kind of the way it is with closers where you just kind of have that feeling where you're not that worried about them just blowing it. I kind of get that with him, but at the same time, it's just who's hot at what time. Diaz looked good for a little bit, but now he's kind of falling apart. And, you know, hopefully that's just kind of a, you know, he's just going through a rough patch. Um, but besides that, you kind of just got to hope that we stick around until the deadline, August 31st, and trade for somebody. Well, Amante, the thing I like about Amante is that he seems to, more than anybody else in that bullpen, to have the competitive, like, I want to come in here and slam the door. Where, like, Diaz comes in, 
he has the talent to do it, but he seems lethargic in his attitude and the way he goes about his business. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but like Amante goes in there and he wants to attack people. And that's something that you want to close it. They don't call him Showtime for nothing. Right. And it's, you can definitely feel it when Showtime comes on. It's all right. We're, we're good. He's got that energy. He's got that confidence. We're going. And I kind of like the nonchalant that Yairo brings. Like it's just, it's respectable, but you also got to deliver. Uh, Estevez is probably out for at least 10 days. He's got a huge, huge, uh, what do you call that? An abrasion, a big, big old ass bump on his hand from a hand from the ball coming back. So I think he's going to be on the 10 day DL. It's not official yet, but look out for that. So there's another one, arm out on all that means is there's another arm up, right? Castellani 2.0. Like we have, there, there can be hope. There can be somebody that shows up, right? The Rockies are still third in team ERA in the national league. We're at a 3.99 team ERA, even after these last four or five games that has been Coors. So Hopefully that, that doesn't say, like, we were really good at the beginning and now we're, here we go. Like, we know as Colorado Rockies fans, but there is hope. There is signs that we are doing things that are okay. I'm kind of I'm curious about Jeff Hoffman because he's actually played really well this year, um, but he's kind of been more of a long relief guy. But I wonder, just kind of curious how he would do in a closer role. I, Bud Black's got a role though with the Castellani to Hoffman duo, right? Like you can't switch that up. It's been so great those last two games. Yeah, we we need somebody to come in for like Je- Jeff Hoffman's been perfect for that long relief. So it's tough to like really take him out of that. Um, so yeah, I think at this point you go with Almonte, see how he he does, and then I guess after that it'd be like Bard or Kinley, which I'm not really too thrilled about either of those guys right now. You just got to roll with whoever's hot right now. Whatever. I'll, I'll agree to that, but Bard. But you don't like it. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a comeback story, which is fantastic. But I mean, dude blew it the other day. I mean, got the L. So is what Whatever. Moving on. He's, he's got a 409 ERA, so it's like, I don't know. It's nothing. It's a great story, but he's just been decent. He has given up a run in inning and against Texas. I just, whatever. Moving on. We're not going to doom and gloom me out of this. I'm excited for the Rockies. Like, the starting rotation, though. We got two guys in the top ten in ERA right now. Name them. Herman and obviously even after after Freeland and Freeland. Freeland's been fucking on fire. Just just call him DP DP Land, right? Here, get on, and we'll just throw that ground ball and get a double play right after. It's so good to see Freeland back in a good pitching space after last season where, you know, he was fourth in the, in the Cy Young. And then all of a sudden he's bouncing around between AAA and MLB. And it's just like, you know, he's throwing 93, which is nothing to, to sneeze at, but uh, it's not blowing it past people. So you were just wondering like if he's ever going to get it back again. And he is throwing every pitch with confidence and he's just unpredictable and love every second of it. 
Yeah, Freeland, Freeland's coming out there with something to prove, and it's pretty fun to watch, especially because he's a Colorado guy. So, you know, he wants to be here, and he wants to be doing this for the team. So, I that's perfect for us, and hopefully he can keep that up. Yeah, he will. He will. He needs some more tattoos, though, I think. That that Colorado Rocky mountain tattoo might be one of the coolest just tattoos ever. I, I love the forearm mountains. He just keeps adding to it. I want him and Mike Clevenger to just, like, have a tattoo talk show podcast I mean, or whatever you want to call it. Clevy, Freeland, if you want to just pop on and talk tats, we're here. We got you. Just, we're just putting that out there. It would be pretty electric. Unlike Clevy, though, Freeland adheres to the COVID uh, policies. So Freeland's pretty straight lace. <laughs> He's not going out there and going to push any buttons, is he? I feel like we have to give some respect when respect is due. Dad bod Lance Lynn. He came out, I watched the press conference afterward. He came out in a hooded sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off. Definitely no no undershirt on. There was no way there was an undershirt on. And you just tell that he just got done pounding Bud Lights and having a cigar after his complete game in Coors outing. I 1.1 ERA, it's just he's a stud. He's a stud right now. Having Bud Lights and Coors, man, that's pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> he's just throwing salt on the wound at this point, you know, just – lacing 95 mile an hour fastballs down the pipe and nobody can touch him and just he just does what he wants and throws like what like he had like 115 pitches or something like that so yeah no no a man above 35 years old should be able to do that or 350 pounds and here he is no idea how old he is or what his weight is but he should not be doing what he's doing it was, it was ridiculous <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's 350. Let's not be that, that disrespectful. <laughs> but I just he's, gave him respect. He, Is that how that works? He, he's been under the radar his entire career for the most part. I mean, maybe specific fan bases that he's pitched for uh, have picked up on him and, and really appreciate the works he does. But he does not get the respect that he deserves nationally. I will tell you that right now. I knew, I knew when he was pitching, it's – it's just – it's going to be trouble. As good as Lancelin was, and he is being disrespected nationally. Um, he, I just looked up his career stats. He has a 3.5 career ERA. For some reason, I thought it was way higher. So, dude, dude's on a tear and just doing his thing. At 33 years old, under 300 pounds, I also looked that up too. So, sorry. Sorry, Lance. Please forgive me. But if you want to drink some Bud Lights, what's up? Um, Tapia McMahon are back. Ryback, we're calling him Ryback. He's back, came back with two home runs, had that double in the ninth last um, Saturday night, thought we had it. Gets a new puppy. We're pro puppy here. Gets a new puppy and just goes off at this series. We got Ry McMahon back. Let's go. It's got to be that that uh, that puppy for sure, that service puppy got to let out his emotional – you know, yeah, it's, up there, I didn't do what I needed to do. Pup, make me feel better. And the pup's like, all right, it's cool. And yeah, then, I think, like, yeah, honestly, you're right, like, it is. I think the Rockies should just have like a puppy room at Coors Field where everybody can just go in there and pet puppies for a little bit. Um, I think, I mean, this is physical proof that that would work. So, 
Um, no, it's awesome seeing Ryan McMahon. He's starting to turn it around, and Tapia's been just tearing it up. Um, Tapia, was, I don't want to say I don't want to say Tapia's back. I mean, he wasn't. He didn't really go anywhere. He wasn't getting a chance to play, and then all of a sudden he gets in there and starts playing. And dude's been a hit machine. Mucho swagger. Ever yeah, since. and the, the, the thing with with those guys heating up is it it sent Dahl to the bench. I mean, he was benched the last two games, which is just crazy. He was an all star for us last year. So I'll play first base. I I love Taddy Murphy more than anybody. But he's a liability at first base right now, right? I mean, it's well, not. He's not. He's not good there. But <laughs> where else are you going to put him? You know, and it's not like. Do you want to move? You, yeah, there's no really other options. I would say move Blackman to DH and put Kemp in the outfield or something. But or no, there's no way. Do you so, just want to? Do you want to platoon? Uh, Daniel Murphy and Todd Helton. Just get Helton out of retirement so he can play defense and then DH Daniel Murphy. Oh, like, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Let the pitcher hit, but do the DH for the first baseman. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> but Black, <laughs> we gave you an idea. Figure that, it out. That would, that would be incredible. Can you imagine Todd Helton back out up there? It's like goatee, just oh, magical over at first base. And, as bad as the Rockies were this this weekend, they are winning. They won. One more is that winning streak, right? We go against the Houston Astros. They're throwing out this rookie. Um, starts with a B. Forgot his name. So far, so good for him. He's making a spot start. Uh, Verlander's out. Granky's pitching game two down in Houston. And it's super weird for me. I know it's going to be a super random tangent. That we're doing two in Houston and then coming back two in Colorado, and then it's like COVID-19. Let's try to not travel so much. Whatever. It seems like once a year you have those four-game series where you have two away and two home or vice versa, and it's always weird, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't know why they do that. But, you know, we did win one today, and if we win one tomorrow, that's, that's two in a row. Uh, some people call that a winning streak. Has happened before. So we'll see if we can pull it off or not. But um, I really want to see what goes down in Houston and see if there's any drama. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, the the Astros are coming in pretty hot. They've won four in a row. Um, but Against the Mariners. I, yeah, but still, I mean, you're still putting together. I mean. We lost to the Mariners once. Yeah, it's like you can lose anybody, but you know they're ten, they're eleven and ten and on a four game winning streak, so they might have something figured out. Um, but yeah, the headliner is what is anything going to happen with hitting people or benches clearing or anything like that? It doesn't really seem like there is going to be. But you, you never imagine, know. Like you got to imagine somebody's going to talk some shit. At least I would hope. Like I would hope that our players have a kind of fire in their belly for the game that they're going to let somebody know how they feel about it. Maybe, maybe we get another Nolan Arenado charge the mound situation. I would love to see that. When did he charge the mound again? And for what? I kind of forgot um, about that. That was against the Padres. Um, 
they th- they threw at him and he just he charged them. I think it was Luis Perdomo. Yeah, Perdomo threw behind him. It was like a ninety-five yeah. mile per hour fastball behind him. <laughs> and it didn't even hit him, but Nolan wasn't wasn't playing any games. And so he went out there and <laughs> gave him the best oop de oop that he could give him and I don't think he made solid contact, but I mean he was he was head hunting for sure. It's baseball fights are so much fun, but they are so bad just as a as a fight goes. They they never click like who is it, Nolan Nolan Ryan and uh who charged Nolan? Uh, I couldn't tell you, but hey, Rugnad Ordor, he can throw a punch. So <laughs> and <laughs> that was like the best. That was the best like fight that we've seen in a while for sure. Well, that's the thing with baseball fights is that you got one shot. Yeah, you got to land that shot, or that's just kind of a scrum. Because everybody else. They're so quick to splitting you up and like catchers grabbing you and so on and so forth. You, you really do have one punch. <laughs> and that's why like, that's, that's exactly why Odor did it at second base. Like nobody's going to stop me here. Just clock Jose. <laughs> yep. And to, to Jose's credit, he did take it. He didn't fall down. He stood, stood there ready to go. I'm here for chaos. I'm think, I think you guys are right along with me. Let's let chaos ensue. I'm sick of the asterisks. It's they're they disrespected the game and the way they handled it as a team through Alex Cora under the bus. I'm sick of it. Let's just go uh, Kelly on them and just just get it all out. It's what they did after the fact that yeah. pisses you yeah. off even more. You know? Yeah, just the whole like just playing it Com- off and yeah, it's just stupid. Commissioner made the report. That's just what I'm going to say anytime I'm in trouble at work. Well, <laughs> Commissioner made the report, so you can you can go see that. Like whoever the PR person for the Asterix was this offseason needs to find a new job if they already haven't. Like right, it's just it's so dumb. It's so and dumb. Even in in Oakland, when that coach like taunted Ramon Lariano, it's like, dude a coach like you're gonna come out there and like challenge a dude like come on you know they they're just all just a bunch of punks over there and they're just showing it game after game dude if you go back and you you look at when joe kelly <laughs> was doing his thing and he threw that 98 mile an hour fastball behind uh bergman's back bergman's face is just like oh my god i have to deal with this for the rest of my career. And he just like, you could tell he's like, I think I just kind of want to retire. I think I'm done. Yeah, dude, as much as I hate the Dodgers, Joe Kelly, like you got a W in everybody's book, so. <laughs> yeah, hero, for sure. He, he is the baseball world's hero right now. I love that dude. His pouty face, meme of the century, and the century just started. Decade. Um, but the, the it was the Houston Astros hitting coach that went in, was talking his mouth, and it's probably a good thing that he got suspended for 20 games because Altuve and Springer are hitting under 200 right now. I heard a rumor that uh, Altuve went up to Dusty Baker, according to Dusty Baker, went up and said, hey, move me down the lineup because I've been such shit all year, which is okay, – I've never heard a hitter in the history of the world, even one that's hitting – 
below 200 go, oh yeah, move me down the lineup. That's totally cool. Number two, it turns out it's a lot harder to play baseball when you don't know what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's like, dude, you don't know what's coming anymore. So <laughs> It's that whole it element sucks. that makes hitting a baseball the hardest part of being an athlete. Yeah, especially at that level when people's players' junk is it's serious junk. So uh, because, you know, they're like, especially Altuve, you know, he had such a good career and then this com- comes up. And I don't know. I was always an Altuve fan, but it's just hard to get behind him anymore. Yeah, it takes Man. everything, everything they've ever touched. Who does? Who didn't like Altuve before this all happened, though? Loved him. It's true. There was a. I heard a broadcast from the Astros that the smiles per game for Jose Altuve has gone down dramatically this year, and they need a little bit more SPG going up. Do you know why that because- is? Probably because he's hitting under 200 and asking his manager to go down to the seventh spot. No, it's because his wife is still his wife is still pissed off about them ripping off his shirt that one time. <laughs> That's why she's still giving him grief over that. Yeah, he can't, he can't even put it on you know his Microsoft Outlook calendar, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, (laughs) We are here for chaos. We are here for the Astros just getting their ass kicked by the Rockies. Um, I want something to happen, but as long as it's respecting the game and all that. But I'm sick of the crybabies. Hey, do we have like a Joe Kelly type person that we could just put out there for like a couple pitches just like let him know what's up? You know, I don't, I don't really know about Joe Harvey, but he just seems like that kind of dude. So that's exactly <laughs> who I was gonna say. I don't know anything yeah. about him. Okay, say we're up by in Houston, not in Colorado. Say we're up by a couple runs in Houston. Let's just get Harvey out there and let's have him. You know, just say hello. Is that our place though? Is is that the Rockies' place to do that? Do you think Trevor Story or Nolan Arenado does not have an opinion about this issue? Of course not. Not asking that. Actually, when you when you say that, it kind of makes me think. Like, I mean, Daniel Murphy is a guy who's pretty outspoken, so you might see something funny from him. He might be meme central here for a little bit. Dude, he's not outspoken. He's just fucking weird. <laughs> he just shows how he's feeling. And he, so, yeah, he's definitely know. a dude that respects the game too. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's that piece. You might be on to something with Story and Nato. I don't know, but I think Story's pretty laid back. Like, he's probably not going to do anything. Nato, on the other hand, Nato is going to be pretty outspoken about how he feels about things. Daniel Murphy, that's a great point. That, but Daniel Murphy's the kind of guy like he's not going to probably show it without performing on the field so like maybe hits a bomb or something then let somebody know i don't know but i'm just houston's such a touchy subject in general you know what not they're not touching baseball we are here for a good time we get with the charlie blackman batting average update kirk 
What you got? You'll lose your love tonight. <laughs> what do you I hated that every second of that. <laughs> um, yeah, Charlie Blackman's hitting 446, and but the key word there is 438 on the road, Mike. And we are Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means and the other two are just along for the rise. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Let's go rock.